0: On meeting to order, uh, Mrs. Trumblefield, will you please take the roll? Mr. Kappel? Here. Mr. Collins? Here. Mr. Fritz? Here. Dr. Hattier? Here. Mr. Layfield? Here. Ms. Moses? Here. Mr. Peden? Here. Mrs. Pryor? Here. Dr. Statler? Here. Mrs. Wright? Here.
1: One's present. Is there a motion to approve the agenda for July 1st, 2021? So moved. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those aye. opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. 2.01, is there a motion for uh, the president of the board? I would like to
0: make a motion
2: for Mrs. Wright.
1: Motion made for Mrs. Wright. Is there any other candidates we'd like to take forward? I'd like to
2: make a motion for uh, Rodney Layfield.
1: Motion for Rodney Layfield. Is there any other motions for any other board members? Hearing none, the first motion was for Mrs. Wright. Is there a second for Mrs. Wright? Is there a second for Mr. Wright? Hearing none, there's a motion on the table for Mr. Layfield. Is there a second for Mr. Layfield?
3: Second.
1: Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Yeah. Ms. Troublefield, you please pull the board?
0: Mr. Cather. Yes. Mr. Collins. Yes. Mr. Fritz. Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Beatty? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? No. Mrs. Wright? Abstain. Eight yes, one no, oh, excuse me. Nine. Eight yes, one no, zero, one abstention.
1: Passes by majority, but. Is there a motion for Vice President? A motion Mrs. Wright. Motion on the table for Mrs. Wright. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those aye. opposed? Sounds like it passes by unanimous vote. Designate, let me see here. We've got a motion to designate the superintendent as executive secretary of the board. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? second motion made and second any further discussion all those in favor say aye aye those opposed passes by unanimous vote uh part two uh, of 2.03 motion to approve the resolution authorizing the chief school officer of the Indian River School District to open and close bank accounts when approved by the state treasurer as necessary to conduct business of the Indian River School District and to authorize designated personnel to sign checks and the official documents of the Indy River School District. Is there a motion to accept? Seven. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? <clears throat> All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, passes by unanimous vote. Uh, of resolution new business 4.01 school choice policy uh j-e-c-c-a this issue was added as of one twenty p.m on the 30th and cannot be deferred to a later date that's why it was added to our agenda um, short of the week long notice
2: so um uh, discussion on the new business. can you explain that one
4: please right so we Dr. Hatton, you sent an email to the board um, with some ideas and some continued concerns around school choice, asked it to be um, added to the agenda, so we were able to do that, and we wanted to open our discussion that we had at uh, our previous board meeting to continue today. The discussion concerns um, the impending change to our policy to include in fives the addition of priority settings, which would be students of out-of-district employees and whether we can now allow uh, that policy to move forward more expeditiously than our two readings and whether we can apply it to uh, this current school year. Uh, so that is one option that we could consider here this morning. Another option is, is I know Celeste continued her work on the MOU uh, to include the, the potential for priority sevens, which again are students of uh, employees who are out of our district. So we do have two options in consult with the attorney before. Again, he had uh, indicated that we could move forward with first and second readings if the board so chooses. However, um, as we discussed at the last board meeting, there was concern about leapfrogging the sixes. Um, When we did discuss with the attorney and then uh, with you, we would be combining, excuse me, changing priority five to now include students of all employees. And so that would then eliminate the need for a seven. Priority seven then would become out of district employees. Priority six would remain uh, all other students. So I'm hoping I'm clear. I think we've looked at these priorities quite a bit over the last uh, several meetings and and years, but uh, that is the, those are the options that are on the table. I do feel that the option to go the policy route is a more um, is it's a cleaner option than going to an MOU that we would have to go to our employees and get some votes. The the only concern with going with policy is that we are foregoing potentially our first and second reading. However, we have that option as a board if we want to go that
2: way.
4: Okay, You I entertain any questions?
2: My concern doing things in five sixes and sevens as I stated in my email is that we're losing sight of the fact that these are people that we're dealing with and not some damn number somewhere okay and I think at least in and for myself I'm happier breaking the groups out because I can see other options with the sixes that can be dealt with in a different way okay um there was a lot of great discussion there was a lot of good things pointed out the other night one of them being that ultimately this principal's responsibility okay but again if you're dealing with the kids and the families involved, and these are people, many long term employees of ours, I think that we owe it to them. And if I'm not mistaken, this was supposed to have been handled in the teacher negotiations, where they broke it out to do it by policy. And here we are, however, no much longer, hunting it down the road again. Okay. Those of you that were on the negotiations committee, first, thank you for doing it. It's a thankless day job. I know that notice I wasn't there. Okay. But if it had been broken out, then it was an obligation on our part to actually deal with it. right? And I agree. So whether it's by policy, my concern was with the other meeting that we would be unable to leapfrog, and that it would have to be done in a different way. Now, to me, talking to a lawyer okay, about something like this is counterproductive, because the lawyer is going to come up with the biggest CYA that he ever can. And if that's what we're going to choose to rely on in the future as legal opinions, we may never get anything done. And frankly, I'd rather do something, make it right for our employees. And then if they decide to slap our wrist, okay, fine, I can deal with that. And I think that it would behoove us to stand up for our employees um, and take that risk slapping because if it went public, who's going who's to get it? Oh, they did something wrong, or is everybody going to say, wow, you guys stood up for your people? I'll take a chance on standing up for my people. Okay, so whatever way the board wants to go, I think the whole idea of memorandum of understanding is the simplest, quickest way to do it, but to be told that it was a future bargaining chip when the committee had already removed that as a bargaining chip, it's like, why are we
0: not doing that review?
2: Okay, I can go either way on this. I, you know, it's cleaner Yes, We're talking one year. We're talking about an understanding, um, and finally, whichever way you want to go to those people need to be covered. And yes, I do feel exceptionally passionate about this. Every now and again, I get a burr under my saddle. You guys know that. And this happens to be a big burr. Okay. I mean, my wife, keep in mind, we had um, four kids. My wife is visually impaired. She is legally blind. All right. If we had to deal with some of these rules and we were out of district, this would have posed an immense hardship. And I know we have people that are affected at that level. And to be able to be a parent, and you're working for us for 20-odd years to be able to know that you can take care of your kids. And Indian River does have a problem, folks. We have one of the best damn educational systems down here. People want to come to our district. They want to go to see for the water. The bridge, yeah. OK, we owe it to those people who cover up. up. off. If we second. do the second and third read, if you do first, the first, first,
1: second first reading, second. and second reading, do you do first reading,
4: we did. We did first reading.
1: Yes, yeah, so we're waiting for second. Today
4: would be a second. Did we do a first reading for the 22-23 school year? Yes. So we would be applying this though to the twenty one. So um, we would just need to add clarity around that we're going to apply this policy to the current school choice season. So you can. Right, he was when we spoke to him. He was clear that you know you could the board could elect to adopt the policy at any time. You know What's been our practice is, is a first and second reading. But like, you know, if it's time sensitive and you want to apply it now, you could. Did you hear the same thing? Yes.
2: So, could we do it as a second reading today and then as a separate motion, make it effective for the following
4: school year? I think you would um, make a motion to accept the policy. And Celeste, you can jump in. You were part of those conversations, too. But thinking we would make a motion to accept the policy, the act to change Priority 5 to include students of all employees and um, apply it immediately. And then we would just apply it to this past school choice season. Chief, wouldn't it be that we just
2: strike out one of the things where it's district employees and this... Well, that, thats what the first first reading was—is that combined two. Okay,
5: but that's for 22 Twenty-two, twenty-three.
2: Right?
4: So we've got
1: to clean it up so that it reads as twenty-one, twenty-two. Twenty-one, twenty-two, and employees. Yes, not in district out of district. Right.
2: That's what we got to clean it up. out. Employees, employee. So how would we deal? We've already done a first reading as combined with two? Well, that's, to, in my opinion, that's where a basic MOU would be the simplest thing to do. It covers one year, and it's done. And that is an option that had been proposed even before you that modified things, because I've been following this now for a couple of months. I believe um, Celeste is going to work on that on that time. You simply vote for the MOU, and then leave the policy where it is and just make a one-year change because, again, this wasn't even negotiated
1: For a policy to be amended, it needs a second reading. You have a first reading. We don't have a second reading. That policy has not changed anything right now. So I think that we can modify the policy to to include what it needs to, basically 5 and 7, and have it apply for twenty-one, twenty-two. And you're saying we can do a first or second reading. And that's the way we can go, because you have a a first reading on the amendment to the policy. But it's not amended until we get a second reading. It's not going to get a second reading. It's going to be stricter. Right now, we can say our policy is going to reflect all employees and apply for the 21st, 22nd school year. And do a first or second reading with a motion here and then we can move forward with it. Am I correct?
4: That sounds correct to me, yes.
1: Anybody want to try
0: Celeste, make
4: that am I missing anything on that with the employment aspect? No, I mean,
0: I've got Jim's email up, just kind of following that in that the
4: Right, and again, I just want to reiterate that the principals then, if we move forward with this, it sounds like the board, based on previous discussions, as wanting to take the fives, which would now include students of all employees, the principals then would have the autonomy to look at the list of students that would fall into that category and make a decision whether they don't meet the criteria, which is um, behavior, uh, attendance, and they could still look at capacity for their individual school, which is important for SDSA's consideration because they're so much smaller. (laughs) Principal, there we need to look at whether you know there's something falling into there, whether that fits. That's an important consideration.
1: But then, East, East Millsboro also would, would, that thing could still happen with East Millsboro. I'm correct, because we're talking about capacity in elementary classrooms. 13 students want to go there from these lists. I mean, we still could run into the issue, not just at SCSA, but the principal right. at East Millsboro reserves the right to turn down a district child because of those issues, that you said, the same thing with SDSI. Because yeah,
4: we have to be careful with who, we, who we've already hired or who we need to hire. So that's an important consideration. So we're, saying, so
5: we're saying, and I struggle with this because I struggled with it the other night, just to put out <clears> there, we as a board make a decision and say we're going to accept fives and sevens, combine them together. But then we have principals that can override a board's decision, meaning you're going to to do capacity. So I'm not sure I understand. So we can have it open-ended, and I can see this happening with parents wanting to, or employees wanting to school choice their kids and do whatever, and then we say, the principal says, no, we're not going to accept your child because um, of capacity. What leg do we have to stand on? What
3: we're
1: doing is we're changing the problem. We're not telling them they have to take it. Correct. Changing
2: the priority level, and then it's up to the principals to decide whether they're going Which is yeah. exactly what it would be if they were a five.
5: Oh, I agree. So I agree. Change. My concern is, is that we if we have
2: is We've leveled the playing field. Okay, we've leveled the playing field, and the other rules. We're not saying that you have to take it. And as passionate as I am about this, I just want to level the playing field for people. Okay, and then at least it is up to. Principles because now it is not an arbitrary decision by us that says you're out you're in okay it's going to be the principal that actually sits down and I will never ever state that I should be able to override a principal in their own building because these are the people that really know what's happening on the, the ground level so the difference here is at least it's a level playing field and then the principal as they have been gets to make the decision. We have empowered them to make that decision um, in the past with the other people coming in. And again, it would be the same with the five. There'd be no
5: difference with that either. But so at least it's a level playing field. So at some point in time, capacity will not be a discussion. No, capacity is a discussion. It should be still a discussion. I understand that. But you're saying, Jim's like, you're, un, you're saying that a one, pardon the pun, but we're speaking with four tongues. Because on one hand, you're saying that we as a board are going to set this decision and you can do it. On the second side of it, you're saying the principal has the right to say, yes, you can or no, you can't because of capacity. Well, we have very few schools that are under capacity. Right. So what happens to the teacher, and I would hope our principals are, but you, you just don't know. Or excuse me, I shouldn't say teacher. Our right. employees who have kid, children that want to come to the district, and then all of a sudden, the principles that we have that are adamant about following policy that says capacity is an issue says, says no, I see us opening it up to a point in time where somebody's going to have a discussion about it, and then it's going to blow up in our face. My feeling is,
2: is that no matter what we do this year and next year, within two years, everything's going to be overcrowded. You can't look at the growth that we have in this area and not be facing another three to 500 kids. When, right. when right. the Evans farm comes... But that's in, not she's, not, she's not disputing the fact. No. Right.
1: But she's disputing the fact. Let's just open it up. 100% school tools. Wild West, Principals have a final set. The principal says, notice that person is then going to come back and call a board member, Bring it back in discussion. Board's then going to discuss. Did we make an exception to override this principle? The problem with school choice, I don't care who goes where. want to open it up 100%? Do it. But let's make a policy and let's stick with it and no more the parent Calls a school board member and that school board member doesn't have the guts to say, no, this is our policy. That doesn't happen. That's what's happened over the years. That's what's happening now. We constantly make policy, and then we
2: make exceptions on a year-to-year basis, which is
1: discriminatory. And what she is saying is that if you going to have a parent who gets told no, who's not going to like being told no, because I'm a school employee and I should have school choice, they're going to call one of us.
2: One of us isn't going to be able to say, sorry, that's the principal's decision, and then it's going to come back to us and vote my feeling, at least at that point, is that somebody did due diligence in figuring out what could happen and what could. Okay, and at that point, we have to go. I used to say we have to go to the principal on it at that point because, again, it's their building. I'm just trying to move the top down and put it back
1: in the hands of the people who actually are going to need to make the decision. And that will be the principal. I'm fully supportive of that. And if they say no, sorry. I have got. A, I appreciate what you're saying. I don't mean to step on what you're saying, but we've got, we can get some value out of this meeting because of who we have in here. Exactly. We've got some principals in here. Let's hear That's from awesome. them on their take of school off. choice, especially when it comes to elementary and some middle school and with Dr. Brittingham. So.
5: You mean previous principals? Directors. OK, directors. OK. <laughs>
1: I, didn't, the, I didn't mean well. belittle little, but so, your no. value as a principal speaks volunteers. So.
4: Before you go, yo, Judy, I, I do want to make sure we're aware Because in the past we have said this 85% capacity cap is there. So our principals are under the assumption that I'm over that cap, I need to to not approve. So that's something I I mean, we need to make sure that they're aware of whether they can, they just want to follow the rules. The principals want to follow the rules. So I just want to make sure we're setting a playbook that they can follow and feel comfortable. Is the
1: 85% cap good? Is it good? Because as we're finding out, our policies change. Well, we want to, we want to get to our policy so that it's followed just like Jim's saying properly.
3: We've
0: well, we so we we already looking at five, five six, or seven. and now we've opened up to look at five, six, yeah. or seven, and we've opened it up to combine sevens and five.
1: I mean, we we were there is so little consistency. Yeah, so here. remember what we were doing three years ago. We were going to turn this over to a state system where you're apply it online. If one's taken out of our hands okay. and that's done with SDSA. is that, that often done with SDSA? People, yeah. people didn't get in and then
5: they call individual wouldn't
2: angry. If it is up to the principal, would that individual building be consistent if you deny one employee? Child, because capacity would all employees' children be denied because of capacity? You can't pick and choose for that building. Is that right?
0: Absolutely, great. I agree. But aren't at the elementary level, we're going by grade level, correct? Right? Capacity my grade level. So that would mean that maybe in kindergarten, I couldn't take an employee child, but maybe in victory, I had money, so I could. Which also, that was very really split.
3: Simply.
0: So, so for our from our perspective as an administrative team, but I'll speak for myself. This doesn't solve what you guys are hoping to solve. Because if I'm a building principal, and let's use, we can use my kid right now, Indian River High School, I know you've all got letters. When that goes to Indian River High School administration, per district policy with capacity, they still have to say no. So the principals are so confused about what to do because the policy continuously is changing and the principles are like we should either accept all or follow the policy because if we're talking let's talk about a kid that i know you received emails for i don't want to say names because we're in public it's he's still not going to get it even if you accept guys because in your high school that capacity so then, what you have is you have, let's say East Millsboro and I'm, a, let's say, I'm an East Millsboro parent with a kindergartner and a third grader, and I'm an employee of the district, and I go to East Milver, and right now East Millsboro has the capacity at kindergarten. So my
5: kindergartner
0: can get in, my third grader cannot. So then you're going to split siblings if we're, if if the principals have the capacity. If the three reasons we can say no are discipline, attendance, or capacity you then have the potential, and as a parent, I would be calling a board member. So my kindergarten can go, my third-grader can't. I don't think combining the five and seven is solving the problem because you're still going to get a call from that parent tomorrow, the one parent that we have. Because the principal has to go to the policy and say, attendance, discipline, capacity. So it's still him. And the policy says building. The policy says
4: no. So, for an elementary classroom, this is where it becomes
0: okay. For Sussex Central, Indian River, seven or eight students, no big deal, right? There's enough classrooms, enough spaces where it doesn't matter. Middle school gets a little bit tighter, but elementary school, you're talking about the difference of a teacher. So, you're talking about an additional hire that the principal may not, and those 13 kids may not generate the unit. So then you're putting the principal over higher at no fault of their own. So it's just, it's a lot. And what, where the principles are right now, I think, in my opinion,
5: is give us a policy and let us follow it. And we have no, a policy, no, no. And, and we I should do. follow that policy. No one wants to follow. That's it. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just as plain as a nose on your face, 85% you're open You deny bleeds. it unless they're in our district.
0: Our hearts lead. Our prison hearts lead, but where they get put in the position because they get the calls too. They get the call. We all get the calls,
5: and now they don't know what to say. But the the thing from and we'll go back again when we had the meeting talking about in general when we had the meeting, Doctor. When we when we all met except for um, Mrs. Moses because Jim's been on it before. When we met with. Jim Mackin and that crew about the, the, the board ethics, what we needed to do and what we should not do on there. He specifically said, if you get a call from a parent, we're not the ones that administer. we make the policy, make sure that it's administered. Any questions about the program needs to go to IREC or to the people that have it. So if we follow policy at 85%, whoever's kid, i don't care who it is, comes in, over 85 percent we let as jim said too the data services take care of it it generates a letter says i'm sorry at millsburg middle wherever the school is we're over capacity and in following the policy your child cannot enter the district that's it so when they call so when they call whoever they want to call on the board which if it's a chosen few then you're going to have to step up to the plate not try to resolve the issue, but send it to Delano. You need to go back to Mr. Owens, Mrs. Blanders, right. Pat Lewis, whoever, and let them resolve it. So my, my fear is
0: I agree. I, I mean, I, none of us, no administrator in the district is opposed to making five and seven, one category. That's not where the opposition is. That's fine. The, the problem becomes is there's still going to be notes in that category. So that is just where it's not going to solve
1: the problem that I think you guys are trying to solve. Well, no, the problem is, is that uh, there still
2: will be notes. The problem is everybody sitting here needs to be willing to tell that parent is calling you and says, Sorry, it's enough. You're kind of coming kind of back up.
0: Take sure to... You know, you know. To
1: the parent to be able to say no. Not bring back
2: here and make exceptions every year. That's the problem. We only have five schools that are under the yeah. limit right now. And honestly, I mean you got Georgetown elementary sitting at 84%. So they're a kid or two. But, as soon
0: as the kindergarten, out there. exactly. but there'll be over to raise the capacity, or will that negatively impact oh. the education on just for example, walk into so, the library very So we can talk 85% as we need capacity um However, we need to put a face to that number. This library is currently being used for free classrooms. Right. That's not a conducive learning situation for anyone's child. So then we have to consider that as well. It's not just about can we continue to increase what that capacity number is, what is it doing to the learning environment in the building? And, and just in terms of policy and MOU, I'm also concerned that if you go to MOU thinks, and things, then We
2: potentially open ourselves up to litigation, you're skipping that group of sixes. Whereas in policy, that is policy, which you have to get organized. And by doing it, MOU, does that bypass the
0: capacity
2: issue? I think it does. I think think it does. I think it's going over the ultimate line. The ultimate line is still going to be the principles. And if the principles. Not if you do MOU. Because if you do it under
0: contract, you're saying you're gonna take your kids. The if you do it under one your you're skipping capacity issues. That is skipping policy. Like the one I have drafted, which I think we this discussion to it, um, does not define capacity, you know, if, if, if you put it, if, if you put it in, if, if you put it in an MOU for everybody, if you're an employee, you your tickets come to the principals will
5: follow whatever policies okay. the any River School District puts in place. They just want to know what that is. So right now it's in place, right? I'm sorry, right you know, now it's in place. place. That's okay. Right now it's in place. Correct. So we need to abide by that policy, and eventually this stuff will. You know, we got like we just said, we got one school that's at eighty-four percent. Well, we don't even we don't even know how many kids are coming back in Correct. September. So if we open it up and then we go, okay, we get ninety percent. Well, now we're already five percent over. But we have—I understand that we have to take our own
0: well, the students
5: the that word, are in the area. The policy can
0: be changed. Like I think Dr. Sattler mentioned in the last seat, and we set the five now and change but the policy, can be changed. The principals are just—they just need to know.
4: Are we going to stick by? What yes. are the
0: rules? Yes. Yes. And. Because the planning for classrooms for next year starts in February 2021, the principals went to the drawing board with their master schedules, with their classes, with their capacity. So what happens is when this happens, like it's just where we are, and I get it. We all have a marks. Well, I do. I have a mark, and I want to help everybody. It's then what happens is. Five or six kids at Celtic Central is no big deal. I was a principal there, we would make it work. But Five or friends. six kids at East Millsboro is a huge deal. And we all have to keep in mind in K to three, we also have legislation that says we have ratios of one to 22. So we try to and <coughs> sometimes get the right waivers. But a school like East Millsboro could impact the and, and they don't have to stay out number rooms in there. So they would have to add them to current pressures um, that could take into that. And then they teachers who are like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And then as, as Mr. McCready's Monday night at the board meeting, you know, you're taking already small classrooms and having to subdivide them into even smaller classrooms. When at the middle school level, I mean I was principal here for six years. When I left, the class sizes were already at 32. They're now upwards of 35, 34, and 35. And I don't think any parent wants that situation for their child. Then why do <coughs> parents keep trying to get in here if they don't want it? I don't think they realize. You
2: don't see that unless you're in the building on a daily basis mm-hmm. and see the classrooms. Well, yet, still, for I mean, whatever reason, for whatever reason, though, they still see that this building, even with what it is, as being a better alternative for their kid than where they were. So, in their own minds, they must have already so, the fives are automatically accepted regardless at this point, correct?
5: Um, yes.
2: So, the fives are still up for discussion as well.
5: In other words, if, if we five, follow a policy
2: for any of the schools that are 85%, then they wouldn't get it. If we follow even policy- the five, which is we voted for the other day. Okay, all I'm asking is that the sevens be included in the same thing as the fives have. That's basically all I'm asking for, other than because that removes it from. Us and brings it back down to the document level, which is what you're talking about. And at that point, it's easier to defend because now you've done a due diligence on that child, that classroom, as opposed to the school board saying, hey, you just can't do it. This way, it does come down to something more rational, which is the other. Problem.
0: And I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable. It just removes the barrier that we as a board place on it. And it gets it down to where the principals do get to make the decision. And I think in that situation, I'll just reiterate what Liada and Jim saying that then when the pressure is placed on the principal and following that policy, that they're supported. Yes.
2: And, I agree. I agree. and I can go with that too. I don't have an issue with that. Because so you don't have people like we did at the last policy meeting that don't care.
5: They're single-minded. They're single-minded. Like, hey, well,
1: what, is, what is adding two or three to, to a school when you got ten thousand students? What's thirteen going to do? Well, they don't understand the point of adding three kids to a classroom that's already at thirty. But it's also, different. but also common sense, like Judy said, when you're dealing with the high school and you're dealing with Indian River and Sussex Central, and you have twenty-three students that want to change their location, fifteen leaving Indian River excuse me 15 going to indian river from sussex central and eight coming from indian river to sussex central it doesn't doesn't affect that classroom and it doesn't affect these uh issues but within policy we're not going to allow that and i i just common sense kind of says hey there's no value other than supporting an in-district person that wants to go to that school so like If we set on this policy and we think it's wise policy, I'm not beating up on the policy. I'm not beating up on you because of the policy. But here we are eight years into it, still kind of today, unsure of just how clean this policy is. Once we get to a very clean policy, I'm fine with following. But my issue is the common sense approach that our capacity issues at any river or Sussex Central, that entry program for those two. Am I just supposed to be quiet about the common sense that it doesn't really affect if a student that lives in the feeder program of Vinny River wants to go to Sussex Central and vice versa? Because if we then put it to the principals to say, hey, we value our principal's input, they're still going to get hit with the gong. You're over 85%. So that is my that is my issue that I see. And I just I need some clarity because hey, if we once we get the policy right and we can all support it and move forward with it, hey, I'm there. I just don't want to skip around the common sense of the issue. Is if somebody wants to go and it's not really important, where am I wrong with my thought process? I think you're fine. If you want to make a policy combining sevens and fives together, clean that up without employees, that's fantastic. If you want to open up 100%, that's up to the principals, fives and sixes, to make that decision. You know, the floor is open, everybody can apply. That's fine too. As we just said, it's up to us then to support the principals decision,
0: right. and we no, no exception in the hot seat, and leave have been hanging out to dry. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there can't be any exceptions to that. That's
1: The, the problem why we have parents who come to expect this is because we've always paid and done it in the past. There's no expectation that their application is going to be denied. And let's face facts, 99%, and this is going to say, oh, but 99.9% of uh, employees in this country don't get the Support. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Make a policy. We stick by it. and support our principles.
0: So I
1: think we already have a policy. I'm saying if we combine this seven and 5s, that's fine. Clean data. Want to talk about changing capacity from eighty-five percent to something else? That's fine too. But whatever you make it. So the principles division we're saying that the ultimate decision <laughs> is that we
0: have Is there a possibility that we could change capacity for the different schools, for elementary, middle, and high school? Could it be different capacities? Because what I'm hearing is the elementary schools, like East Millsboro, are overcrowded completely. And when I see some of these figures, maybe we could
2: is that possible? Even if you change capacity for the high schools, you've got one high
1: school at 128 percent, I, I saw at 99.5. Yeah. So what are you going to change it to? Yeah. At 100 percent, you're going to we're going to allow schedule, right? you, you would have to. I don't know how you would separate on that. I think you leave it up to the principal to say, "Hey, look, we've got 15 choices now, 15 choices in, in. Are we are we able to do that? Because we're setting a policy and we're saying, nope, we're going to follow the policy." All the policy, your common sense approach to let the principals figure it out is forbidden. No, because it says may in the policy. It says may at 85 so that allows the principal to make the decision. We just have to allow that to make. The decision. Yeah. And I'll bring up a case that still sticks in my craw from two years ago. Yeah, but they got, they got, they got a ring. Yeah, the soccer <laughs> yeah, but it was for educational purposes We had, I believe, the mm-hmm. number for 16 kids want to go from uh, Indian River to Central, 13 kids from Central Indian River. This board approved 13 kids to go to Indian River, but did not approve the 16 kids to go to central, and both principals approved That still sticks But we changed that vote in August and still got their students there. But it I stood, all, I, stood all. I agree.
5: But there again, that's the same thing you we just went through. We had a policy, we didn't stick by it. So now you've got these in, these in, this one here, that one there. You know, let's put this in like there. We have done, we we we've made ways for people to get their kids into this district behind an application that says it's either an IV program or a STEM program. When if you want to use a common sense approach, we know that wasn't it, but that was the only way they could get in. So I would go back to you and say the same thing. We had one that came in at Indian River because he was going to wrestle there, and he's no longer with – we jumped through the hoops, put him in there, and then now he's no longer with Indian River School District. He's going to another school district. So uh, policy is policy. If you follow it, I don't see any problem with it, but that's my take on it. No matter I, – and I understand about common sense, but common sense to one person is looking like it's different to others. So if it's in writing – I, as a board member, Derek, as a board member, can flip this thing and say, here's what it reads. If you have an issue with it, you need to call central office. I'm not here to battle for you. I'm only here to abide by the policy and give you those directions. You need to call directly." Right. And, and that's good. Yes. Unfortunately, this is the name of the specific
0: policy. Not everybody's going to be happy. are not. into <laughs> Move into the district.
2: Even in my case, as a practitioner, we have had to close the practice. I'm too busy to be able to see everybody that wants to come in. And there are many people who have said, Well, I need to get in. And my front desk says, Here's three names, call and see if they'll thank you. But unfortunately, we are at capacity. And I know that it has upset people, and I feel bad about that. I just know that I need to go home at the end of the day and I don't want to drink myself to sleep. Okay, so, and and I get that part. That's why I think leading the principles which is a more objective viewpoint than having a policy that says you're automatically out. OK, so that's on what you're saying about the principles and then making the choice. And I am perfectly comfortable with because that is a more rational way to approach it. Here's reason one, two, three. These are physical. They deal with what we've got. But at least you have an even shot at it. Whereas right now, they don't have an even shot at it. And I'm even OK with And forget
1: about it a second. Just for kids, let them talk. Open
0: it up, let them well, apply. Let it be the principal who makes that decision. But then it's we a have to support a principal. the principals because we have, have do. to dry.
5: But let's be realistic, you know. You know as well as I do. If if I if I had a child that was, I wanted a school choice to the district or here, wherever I wanted to do it, and it was over capacity, but I wanted my child in there, that principal. <clears throat> because it's been that image from before, because it's board members or it's employees, and I see the head shaking back here, they feel like they have to buckle to it. Well, I disagree with that. Again, policy is policy. Don't make waivers for me. Don't make waivers for anybody that sits on this board or anybody that knows somebody on this board. Follow the policy. And that's it. The numbers here, projected enrollment, what, what what's the
0: actual enrollment right now at Sussex Central this, this past year? Where, do, where did the projected enrollment come from? Is that it, it, that's their current That's their current account. That is what they had this past year was 1,900 students, probably give or take. Yes, right. and they, they take the middle school kids that are going to the secondary the schools and they okay. take them out, and they give you the projection from the middle school students okay so what was what was sussex central's this yeah, past year count was 1986, 1986. Mm-hmm. okay and what was indian river's mm-hmm. the right now?
5: exactly 992 mm-hmm. yeah so indian river was two less and sussex central was a bunch more than both the other i'm
2: gonna follow up with what jim was talking about but mm-hmm. that's still gonna Issues, cause issues because you're gonna have a parent whose kid doesn't get in and with friends did and then they're gonna be calling you guys or they're calling us and they're gonna be pissed that they didn't get it. so it So I like the idea but it's it's, it's and we the administrative
0: team is comfortable say I believe our administrators we can train our administrators on a script of what you say when you get the phone calls Regardless, five and sevens combined. Great that doesn't that makes no matter how the board determines the priority for the policy, the principals can be taught very easily what to say. And we would be comfortable saying that our hearts leave, of course they do, because we know we're a great district,
5: and we're all
0: here for the kids. But if the policy is enforced, our principals will be very comfortable saying, you know, we, we wish you the best of luck, um, if we if you need support transitioning or if you if you need any help, we'll help you the best we can. But as a, as an administrative team, we have to follow the initial calls.
1: I think more of them are willing to say that if they know that they're supported. Correct. Yes.
0: Correct. Correct. Where are we Correct. are right now, no, I'm I'm so the where I am right now, I don't know what to say to anybody. Right. Well, as a former principal, I have had any conversations with parents, but that on such rate, then makes it to the board and then they were told they approved Because I've already had a difficult conversation with parents. I can't see you out of those things. So. And Mr. Collins, if we just go back to your point. On page four of the policy, the very last paragraph, it says the district may disapprove an application because of lack of capacity in program or school. So, that word may is a very important word in our policy that we need to think about collectively while we're having this conversation.
2: Well, it used to be shall, but then the board changed it to right. may. Mm-hmm. One of the nine changes. Sorry, eight changes
0: <laughs> in Absolutely. the
4: last nine years. God bless you. If I could bring up
1: maybe one more thing to add to the next. The biggest part of, of, of our school choice that I have an issue with is we'll accept a kid fifth grade, say, go to grade, Then we make that kid reapply
2: for school choice to go to any of high school and can turn that kid down even though they're already in fever
1: program. Yeah. I think once we accept them fifth grade or first grade, whatever, they then become our kid. They should not have to apply for school choice mm-hmm. on ninth grade to go to the New river or to mm-hmm. Sussex Central mm-hmm. if they're in that field. The reason that was done was because of capacity issues. trying to get yeah. the out of district students filtered out, and I and it's taken us years to do that. But again, as of right now, we don't We don't even have any number of schools, primary we, we don't even have siblings of out of district students, so we filtered. That's the a number, how now the district students are low Yeah, right low Yeah. In fact, those, those are stats. Children probably going to be. That was a huge topic during referendum time when talking about taking out
4: district kids when we're crying about uh, overcrowding. The reality
1: is we have more kids in district schools out than do that for yet. Uh, but I'm looking here,
3: we've got 11 priority sixes. Uh, in the river,
1: 9th grade, five and Sussex Center. Those 16 kids, in my opinion, should not be having to apply to choice. They should automatically to go to those high uh, schools. They will attend those, well, I say that I'm
3: assuming, I'm assuming there's um, those 16 kids will already in middle school. Mm-hmm. We need to uh,
1: uh, change the definition of returning students in order to do that. That would be the way to do that is to redefine
4: returning students. But priority sixes are goodness for students anyway.
2: Yeah. They're already out. not trying to
1: go to their feeder high school. They're going to it. So, there's different. <laughs> right, what, what I'm saying is kids that are in our middle schools that accept school choice should be already considered in our feeder program and should not have to reapply ninth grade to go to that high school feeder program. So, a kid from Philip Chow that has a choice to uh, East Brunswick should not have to apply to get into the center. It was going automatically go to Central as opposed to going back to In Your River, which would be their third See, feet high school. What I look at is you get a kid who spends so many years at so little school and then
2: we don't allow that to go to any that's a that's high school. That's a
1: big, uh, I think that's very hard thing, making that kid who spent three years in one area with, with one set
2: of friends and students and relationships, and then they don't get to continue
4: along. So then they would have the choice back into what should be their, their yeah. yeah. And that used to be what the state then came back and told us that that returning definition, Scott, you may remember that, that returning definition, that we had to have them reapply at the break in that school Designation and then reapply and apply the standards of the approval criteria process because that's how we used to operate. And we were told, you we can't,
0: right? And so that's always been as a principal. We always knew to tell our families look, if I'm an elementary principal, you're going to get in, but at that fifth grade level, you're going to have to reapply. And we don't know what the policy is going to be at that time. And <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, that's how you but that's how you tell them, like, you're so you're in it for this set, but at that fifth grade level, when you're applying for your transition year, we're not sure where the policy is going to be, so we'll just have to keep you informed through the years.
2: I think the main reason for coming up with a lot of the school choice stuff was what Chief said, and that was to take out of district students, non employees, and thin that out because for many years. We approved anybody and everybody that wanted to come in, and that was part of the reason we were having an overcrowding problem. Let's say five years ago. Now the overcrowding problem is simply that endemically in this area we have a lot of kids. But the, the, the categories that we came up with, you know, to prevent those folks, I think a lot of those people are out now. So now we're dealing with our own in-house stuff as opposed to out-of-district stuff.
1: We've not even mentioned eight, have we, through that in this discussion?
2: We've no, never because, once said they they're out of district, yes. because they're
1: out of district we're not really dealing with those students anymore they're on occasion there's ones that come up and get passed out good calls or whatever happens with those but pretty much our discussions are not
2: no, non-district students house. this is all in house the only
1: non-district students that are being discussed are employees. employees so i, I think you, you go back seven years ago eight years ago we were talking about cutting off you know, choice into the school that was difficult, but I think we've weathered that now. It's just how do we fairly do it, treat districts? Things students. were growing,
2: but you know what? Again, guys, whatever we're talking about here now, even for you folks in elementary school, <clears> you let a few more housing projects come up, the 30, 40 kids we're talking about now <clears> is going to be a drop in the bucket. Okay, so one way or the other, we are going to be under the gun within right, two years. You know, <clears> we have a few extra students here and there now. Versus what's coming in the next few years. This is not going to mount to big hill of beans, quite frankly. And, you know, Dan Gaffney the other day, I told somebody this. I was on a radio show, and his comment was, his comment was, well, now that the remote is so successful, why do we even need to build more buildings? And, you know, I straightened him out know, quite quickly on that, that he couldn't do that. right? because it wasn't working. We are going
4: to be back to referendum here for another building or two somewhere down the line. It's coming. One, one important consideration, which goes into what some of the directors have said, is as a district, we elected to approve one through fours, regardless of capacity, because we felt it was in the best interest of the kids. A year or two ago, we changed the definition of, because the state told us we needed to, of those returning kids. So really, you're left with the threes and fours. So what the the principals recognized at that point was, Anybody that fell into those categories, regardless of my capacity, I've got the backing to approve those. So now what I'm hearing this is with the fives, if we combine that, is the principles we need to be clear. It's you've got the backing to approve or disapprove anyone that would fall into that five category. And that's the, that's the issue that they, they get comfort in knowing I'm either approving or not approving. Mm-hmm.
0: And we have to support.
2: 100%. But at least all the employees are on the level field at that point. Probably the fives are already going through it, then at least everybody's on the level playing field. Question for a formal principal if, if you're going to leave this to the principal to
1: be able to make that decision and, and understanding that elementary is a lot tougher than high is it making it harder combining the sevens and fives for that principal to at the parent and say,
2: know what it's like it is making it a little bit easier that we got to steps guidelines
4: that would that avoid which the breakfast well i think that's awesome. we all i always let my teachers children go to the
0: it makes it easier we have an event or there this time thing. so it doesn't not replace
2: does it make it easier to combine
1: seven and five in an out of district to say all one?
0: I think that if, if we want to do what's. If we're taking our employees in mind, and that's what we want, the, you know, at the pleasure of the court, we want to combine five and seven. I don't necessarily see a problem with that. I, what we see, our principals just need to know. Okay, now this is a policy. This is how I'm going to have my, you know, because they have consistent criteria to say yes or no, where we are being discriminatory. And I think that they'll follow whatever policy we put in place. So, so, so that with okay. that being said, would it alleviate stress in particular on Mr. Collins in the future <laughs> <laughs> and possibly the the principals, if we opened up five, sixes, and sevens with principals making the decision based upon attendance, behavior, and building capacity? I know that's an interesting question. I don't know that. That yeah. would leave me, or is that crazy? You're shaking your head like
2: I'm doing It don't think it's just the word crazy. Your phones are such a small number. That can be determined you by really don't don't. Your big numbers are your six. Yes. Okay. I mean, you are talking 70 kids. Okay. I mean, you're, you're at, at priority 5 we we're talking six. And sevens are, what, six The six kids. I mean, okay. it's, it's when you get to the six, like your job, your numbers,
0: right? I think we, right now, the principals know, one or four are coming, is unless they're a major attendance or discipline, concern. And I think as long as they get, right. it's going to be fine with if you combine the five or seven or if you don't, um, they would be fine is, because we all feel the same way you feel, you know, voice it's, it's comes up, it's like, yeah. you know. So it's it's just knowing that there's a policy and what the policy is
4: and how to follow the rules
1: of the policy. Right now we're dealing with six students. We're talking priority seven. This go-round we're dealing with six students total that we're allowing them to choice, but we're given the principals discretion. So there's 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 six landmines there, but at the same time there's only six landmines. They're, they're identified. you got the fives also. Well I don't okay I didn't look at the,
4: the, the yeah. fives as landmines as much but, as but are we actually things. saying that the principals
0: have discretion we're empowering them to to follow capacity correct? Now,
1: I'm okay with that. I, I see problems with that, and I know we want to be a clean policy. But also, I'll go back to one thing that I kind of stand firm on. I may be the minority in this. It's still the washing out of the high school choices. If we're giving our principals choices, then almost a caveat in the policy, because I, I understand the importance of policy, and we're getting there. We're getting here. Scott, you've done a fantastic job through the headaches. But even today, we're looking at it, and we're tweaking how we constantly have been tweaking it to try to make it better or more accepting? So where we are with this is, can we, with a caveat, have Principal Williams and Principal Layfield sit down with their students and say, okay, I've got 13 that want to go, you've got eight that want to come, and they flesh that out, and this board support them if they want to do it. Because right now our policy is saying no. Policy is saying no, no whatever reason. The Policy says if they work it out, and they come to us on that paper and it says, yeah, these are sixes. I'm talking about. right. Oh, sixes. These are, these are sixes. So sixes right now are not allowed, but I kind of look at giving those two principals that opportunity. And if that was successful, I'd be willing to look at the middle school. But I'm looking at the entry level, is what I'm looking at. It's just that entry level. I'm not looking at the 11th graders, 10th graders, 12th graders, Mr. Opportunity. I'm looking at the ninth graders coming in. And that's what this number, am I, am I right? It fairly reflects that, I think. Because right now we don't even see them because. Yeah, there's there's seven. Oh, there, there's on this number. There's seven out of the eight in Sussex Central. There's seven out of the 15 in Indian River. There's 15 that are entry level students, and I just I feel like it's so important to give them that opportunity at that entry level. I'm, I and I understand the grief that we're really getting back now from the elementary. I talked to a few people that I value their input with elementary, and this school choice issue had a totally different definition to me now that I saw what I was trying to push at an elementary level and i was blind to it i've been so focused on entry level at middle school and entry level at high school and I'm, apparently i'm in the minority when it comes to that because we've taken two votes at five but as we're moving forward this policy i'm, I'm fine with getting a policy that's all inclusive and then we follow and, and shove the difficult decisions right down the superintendent's office and then we support whatever decision they make and we don't get involved in it if i think we could advocate for giving the principals their say And those principals say should include the two high school principals and the three middle school teachers to try to work with middle school principals to work it out because I think that entry level at those grades are important. And then again, that ties into what some of what Jim Fritz was saying about returning students and staying in those feeder programs. If you got a student in, I don't think there's any students that you would find that would choice from out of Millsborough Middle to Middle Middle and then at high school time asked to choose again to go to New River. If you took care of them at the middle school level, they probably follow right, matriculate through the process to go to Sussex Center.
4: I think your issue would be you would have to divide them out as to what priorities they are. That's where you're where it would be complicated.
1: These and I'm pretty much looking at these being priority sixes. Not eights, not not out, but just they don't fall into the category now that we're looking at because we're getting ready to lump in six. Fives and sixes, but that's good. We're moving forward with it. I just have a difficult time listening to, this is a policy period and we got to kick it. Okay, if that's what i got to do, then that's what I have to do as a board member, but I have a difficult time getting there, specifically for the entry levels of middle school and entry levels of high school, that I think a simple, common-sense decision to support our principal's decision would alleviate my concern. We would just have to vote to allow, instead of us looking at one through fours, we would have to look at one through sixes. Well, we could go one through fives and we'll accomplish what we're trying to do today with, with trusting our principals. But I still. But if you have that bring back one through sixes, then that would open them up for us to look at And if the principals would make the recommendations to then they'd be there for us
4: to improve. I, I think that's, that's a further discussion. My
1: caveat for that would be the principals should know at the entry level. we're. We're much more accepting, and if you come to me with a tenth, eleventh, or twelfth grader, or a eighth grader, that you know, kind of the thought process, you shouldn't do it, but you're leaving it up to discretion. And I, I just, before we close this out, move forward and ratify. it, I still have a difficult time with the policy being what we have to follow if we're not allowing this entry level choices. So, I mean, I'm hearing you correctly. 7 and five now we only that one through sixes. Is- than gates. You to the discretion of the building principals, that middle school, that high school principal can choose,
2: while looking at these numbers, Mike Williams can choose to say, and I'm seeing a weight,
1: I haven't seen the white said he once these 11 gifts in ninth grade. I don't know if that's the case or not. But if might says, okay, I'll, I'll take these and let them six. We support. Okay. okay. But you're just <coughs> saying, approve
2: We don't. It's as simple as that, right? Basically. Yeah, if my human building principle is comfortable right. with it and can't make it work, then I'm happy with it. But if might says, no, I don't want Mm-hmm. And we, do that, that we as well. have to support
0: that decision. I uh, think one of the difficulty might come in is when you have a family who has an elementary age child, middle school age child, and maybe the East can't take that child, but then those are accessible to school child and now the pressure is going to be the parent because
4: mm-hmm. my children are going to change Well, and, and I, I, guess, I, I, appreciate, say. I hear you, I appreciate that, but then that may fall back from that parent. Yes. Choice, then we can't accommodate 100% of everybody's Correct. There's just no way right now. Correct.
2: And families need to make decisions. If I live in Seaford, maybe my
1: kids
0: can't get the most important.
1: Dr. Sadler, your thoughts. What about the, the, the last few conversations? Just well, I, mean,
0: I just don't agree with it. I feel like that we're we're. We're talking about following the policy, and then if we come right back around to it, let's make exceptions to it, and then I have a difficult time thinking that principals are not going to have pressure on them because they as well should be following the policy. Now we're saying principals should have discretion with following the policy. So I I really I think we're in a circular conversation and we will continue to have difficulty with school choice because we don't make a decision that's Gelled together as a board and stick with it. What one person believes is common sense, another person on this board may not believe is common sense. How about you clear things up and
1: say capacity is what it really is 100%. 85% is not capacity. 100%. So that
0: principle has an ultimate problem with capacity is, as written, is
1: building level. Not grade level, so you could have more, some grade levels that are over 100 and others that aren't. But we throw all the kids together building
0: wise, it equals out at 85. But get the classrooms well, and even then with the with and sexual and IR, it's so yeah. many notes they're already over
4: 100.
0: Well, IR is almost
4: that. And what Mr. Collins said, I think, last meeting was the 85 percent is where we begin to say no. You can accept over. We as a board have said, let's hold a you know, a told firm, but that 85% per policy is where it activates because at the state tells us we've got to have a percentage that says when well, we can stop accepting. So we feel you know,
0: the administrators, we just need a policy following. Whatever that policy is, do you have a preference? I mean, I think again, I think we all have our own opinion, but I think in terms of the administration, there's different. You could probably pull a with the whole administration, they would all have their own opinion. But at the end of the day, it's so going to go back to what is the board policy because we can all follow the board policy. And we've gotten really good at this one. Board. One board, we're looking at attendance, we're looking at discipline. We know that if they're, a, if they're not in, no, they're coming. So that's very clear cut for us. And so that's where the committee that Mr. Collins has worked so diligently with, that's where the input from the committee really becomes important because the administration of the district will follow for policy.
2: Again, from my perspective, all I'm asking is for a level of length. All the rest of this around the edges is all correct and it all needs to be considered. But for my purposes, what I came in today is just to get the level playing field. And if the playing field is level for all the teachers, if the five gets rejected for capacity, which is potentially possible, okay, and the seven, now, again, we're talking people, okay, as opposed to just the category, we're talking about a building that's too crowded in that particular grade, and the principal then has said, look, you had a fair shot at it, we can't do it because ABC, okay? But that is a is a purely physical um, function at that point, as opposed to us saying no, you're going to get shot at. All I'm trying to do here is remove that barrier, and the rest of it will continue to be discussed. And it's again, it's going to get a lot worse in two years. I mean, we had a futures committee many years ago, which has been revived every three to five years. We've had futures committees since I joined the board at 01. Um, they've always been there. But I think it's something that we do need to come up with, That we have to have a rational plan for dealing with the extra growth. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just stunned. So, for the few numbers we're talking about here, it is an exercise. It ain't going to get any better, and it's going to get even worse when people start coming in. So, again, for today, all our masters towards a level playing field. That's it. Everything else, everything you guys said about principles, capacity, and all that, I'm in agreement with. And I think that is the fair, rational way to do it because that is documented, we can prove it, and we can say it, but it didn't come from the topic. No, we can't do it at all. It's all I'm asking for. Everything else I think is correct. You guys are on the money, you're making great
0: points, and I agree with them. And I think it'll be okay. Five, five, and seven, just support the principles when they have to say no. Yes, okay, and I have no
2: issues with that. Right? then it comes down to that individual building right. saying, "I can't do this, guys. I'm sorry." Right. Right. In that case, it's like me. I know really you got it back back. You want to see, but you know what?
0: I Already have 28 people in the morning. I can't fit you in anymore. Right. I can't. You can have another 28 or something. <coughs> I get I that. It. Believe me, I do. Yeah, and I think what is you we know, have another path here that we used to train administrators but it doesn't put even all of us on the same page in that's regulation manuals. Um, I mean if we know yep. the principles and we outline the policy and we make a regulation that says if they're presenting with this type of situation, this is how we're going to agree to handle it. And that puts them on an even playing field knowing that they would have your support in the event that they have And I'm it. happy to go with that. I, I am that.
2: again the only thing I'm looking for is a level playing field. That's it. And it also gets
0: our employees in that number five, which in their mind moves them up, but it doesn't put in the contract, which then opens it up and takes capacity completely. Yeah.
2: I can I can look at that, yeah. Okay, again, for my purposes, it's a level playing field, it's philosophical You're a teacher and employee get the same shot as everyone. And that's all I personally am asking for in this particular meeting. The rest of it is all great information and God knows how many hours we've done it. And <laughs> again, Mr. Collins, thanks for constantly changing, modifying, and putting out Can I make a motion that we accept the changes to JECC, School Jones as a secondary, and make them effective for this school year? Second.
1: Motion made, there's a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? No. Please hold
0: the board. Mr. Cackle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Havier? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Yes. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peaty? No. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Eight yes, one no, zero extension.
1: Anything more coming for the board?
3: We're dressed for it, but went a little longer than we've got. Meetings adjourned. Mm-hmm.